0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: You're listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, a Texas Tech athletics podcast where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, what is up,
2: everybody? Welcome back to the episode of the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Michael, what's up, man?
3: Hello, everyone. It is definitely not. Wait, what day is it? It's Tuesday. What day is it? It's Tuesday. So this is coming out on Wednesday.
2: It's a it's a Tuesday, everybody.
3: We know we know what we're doing. We've done this before. Yeah. What episode is this, Spitzer? Episode 350. 350. We should be doing something. We are, man. We're recording this episode. We're talking about speaking of 350, we're gonna talk a lot about a Chevrolet V eight (laughs) later. So Yeah, we are pretty excited.
2: Michael, Michael can't contain himself. No, he cannot start. We may need to start with that and then get to the football rules update uh, and then wrap uh, (laughs) wrap it up with um, baseball movies and Lubbock Matadors. So uh, y'all know, we've done this before, this format before. These episodes, uh, every other week throughout the off-season, we'll have sports-related but off-season-style topics. And we'll sprinkle in Texas Tech updates as they happen on the other weeks. So this is the off-season topic episode we're going to talk about uh rule changes for 2023 um michael's going to talk about lubbock matadors uh we're talking about baseball movies briefly i know we've done that before uh but we're gonna talk a little bit about baseball movies and we're gonna start with uh some america v europe sporting motorsports and how yes. America just rules everything so uh, yes. If you want to follow us really quickly, Michael, hold on really quickly. Follow oh, us. Oh, man. I was, I was ready. <laughs> at 23 Personally, follow me at, uh, at PuntSuck at Michael underscore LBK. Um, you can keep up with all of us there. Staking the Plains Content Network, StakingThePlains.com. You can find us all and all of our great work there. All right. Michael, tee us up. What, what are we about to listen to? Because I, I've, I've got the audio ready to go, but. P- people need to know what they're what they're in for okay uh,
3: here's here's what happened this weekend for those of you who didn't know the the country the, the country may say who i kind of cut that one short too soon the the maybe the world fell in love with a a certain underdog story of a nascar heading over to le mans to run the 24-hour race it's the 100th Uh, anniversary of that race it's the 75th anniversary for NASCAR so they worked out a deal to where they could be in what is called garage 56 in the race which is basically an experimental car a car that's not really belongs to any class is not going to podium you know even, even if for if even if somehow it finished first second or third or something it probably wouldn't count just because it's doesn't have to adhere to all the same classes and all different things. So basically they took a Chevy V eight Camaro and threw it in with like all these hyper cars, uh, you know, all the Ferraris and Cadillac had a really good showing this year. Uh, You know, all, all all those different high name cars. And so um, all over my Twitter feed over the weekend, were just footage of this car and people losing their minds at how loud it was. And it was so great because there were so many times that someone would be filming and it would just have a, Oh, a parade of all these hypercars go by and they're like, and then you hear, it was, it was like a, like a train <laughs> rolling through the NASCAR was just insanely loud. Uh but it was, it was there to showcase – this is all stuff I've read. I, I did not come into this weekend knowing all of these things. <laughs> it's I just got really into it because the car was so interesting. And I thought, how the hell is there a NASCAR on this race? And they're doing really well. And they finished the race, which is a feat in itself. I mean, it's like 2,300 miles in 24 hours. It's an eight-mile track. They went around it I don't know how many times. I think it was almost 200 or something. I, I don't know what it was but uh, it was really impressive the showing that they did. I think they finished 39th overall, but of course people love to point out that they had more horsepower than a lot of the other cars and yada, yada, yada. But yeah, it's also (laughs) like twice as tall as the other cars. And I'm sure weight was a factor and some other things, but yeah, Jimmy Johnson, who was a NASCAR, who's NASCAR royalty was a driver for several stints of the race Hendrix Motorsport, which is also a NASCAR royalty, ran the team. Uh, Goodyear was did the tires. I think they had also one of, if not the best, showings for a pit crew change. They, you know, That was kind of one of those things that they put up earlier. Um, when they qualified, the car was three seconds faster than any of the cars that were kind of in its class, if there was a class to pick from. But... What what you're about to hear though is is a thing that started to take over. It seemed like people just started adding Freebird to all these videos. Yeah, they did. And uh, you know, th- there's videos of of the the NASCAR, uh, you know, overtaking Ferraris and stuff. And, and this just happens to be one of them. And the solo hits <laughs> right as uh, as he's passing a Ferrari at night. So if 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 it'll play, Spencer, let's let's roll it. And if you're not following Bunky Perkins, go ahead and start following him. But that was where I first saw it uh, cracked me up. There's a, there's a couple other videos where someone's – there's one where <laughs> – this is almost just as funny, and it's only like seven seconds long. But he's standing at the straightaway where the cars really get going. And he's filmed the the NASCAR drive-by. But then someone dubbed free bird over it as he went by as if it was blaring <laughs> out of the car.
2: <laughs> that, that was one of the comments too, about uh, the one cause somebody wanted to just hear the, the raw audio of the car noise of the, the car sound, the engine sounds. Oh um, yeah. Because you, the, the video right there, you, you probably could hear the, the engine. Um, but they, they came out of the turns, hit the straightaway. And then like the NASCAR like he was a few car links behind the Ferrari, um, hit the straightaway and just ate up that distance between he and the Ferrari and then passed him. Uh, and it was like, just, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not a motorsport. Like I don't watch NASCAR. I don't like, I don't watch racing, but like that was exciting.
3: Yes. That that's what, that's what sucked me in. I was on motor trend at nine 30, 10 o'clock at night. Like, man why aren't they showing that garage 56 car why, this sucks I don't care what Toyota is doing I don't care what they they crashed later on anyway so yeah uh, yeah I, I I got totally pulled into it solely because of social media and just how exciting it was because I saw a lot of clips like that that you are describing that had no music and everything and there's there's a there's particularly one where Jimmy Johnson comes out and hits a um, a green flag and just absolutely nails the throttle all the way through the floorboard and you can hear him shift through all five gears and it's just incredible and that's all it is it's like 27 seconds of that you have no idea how fast he's going he's probably going like 200 miles an hour by the time he has to slow down uh there's another one where it's at the start of the race and it's the it's the bumper cam on the rear of the car and it shows him leaving all of these cars just in the absolute dust. So it was it was exhilarating. It was something that just completely caught me off guard. I couldn't believe how obsessed I became with it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. It, it made me think, man, I mean, what a great way. Because I just, I'm so out of the car scene that uh, the Camaro is actually going out of production. I think next year. And so what a way to send it off, man, because they they're they're also going to have like 56 of these, you know, garage 56 ZL1 Camaros that that you can purchase, uh, I guess, on the last year that they run it. So uh, I'm just I'm still giddy thinking about all the random footage I saw this huge like sedan, basically. just (laughs) driving around this circuit with all these hypercars and then just it being so obnoxiously loud. And it made me think, man, maybe I should check out NASCAR. They did a good job because they, they found me, this guy who's really into cars, but never really that bit into racing. They, they somehow found me and made me go, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Maybe I should give this NASCAR thing a shot. Let's, let's try it a little bit. It's
2: good marketing, brother.
3: Yeah, see how it goes. You know, they found the they found the dad who has Ford versus Ferrari on Blu-ray, and and actually
2: made him want to like you know maybe get into racing a little bit. Let me let me check it out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an assignment, Michael. I want you to find that video so I can watch it of the Jimmy Johnson green flag. Oh uh, oh yeah, because I want to watch it. But
3: while I, you're doing I will that, send it to you. Yeah, we're we're we we are we do not have to you don't have to play it, but I I will send it to you because I I went on like a tweet frenzy that night. And so all I've got to do is go to my, you can follow me. I I can probably find it. Michael underscore LBK. And so that
1: was, that was definitely one of them. All right. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom, a performance enhancing broom. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one
0: word, Broomgate. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
4: Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
5: I could stay here forever.
4: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: Well, so tonight I want to talk about uh, 2023 rule changes. There's three three big ones for college football. I want to tee them up, get your your uh, your thoughts on it and just overall impressions like, is this going to make a difference? Because just like we're seeing in, in Major League Baseball, uh, they are attempting to make the game shorter by affecting the gameplay instead of the number of commercial breaks. Um, because that's, that's where the game's really long, right? We're talking about the actual time it takes to, to, to play the competition on the field rather than the two and a half minutes of, of commercial every seven minutes of, of real time. Yeah. So what they're doing, they're, they're, they're legislating in uh, changes to make the, the pace of play faster. Um, and we see how swimmingly that's gone with, with major league baseball, but we're going to do it in college football this year. Um, and two of them, I think will have absolutely no impact on, on, on length of game at all. Uh, which is kind of funny that like we got three, three, three new rules. To shorten the games, to get more people in, involved and interested in not watching a four-hour football game, which is a commitment, right? Like, but if you're sitting down to watch your team play, like you're, you know, you know, you're going to watch four hours, especially if it's Texas Tech. Okay, so number one, outlawing consecutive timeouts. This would this rule would prevent one timeout from being called right after another, which you often see with uh, teams trying to ice an opposing kicker. I don't think I don't think it's it's outlawing both teams taking a timeout back to back. I think it's outlawing one team taking timeout two timeouts in a row. Yes. Is, does that move the needle for you, Michael? Do you care that a team may take two timeouts in a row?
3: Yeah, I mean, it's annoying, but a, a lot of times when they do that, they don't go to commercial
2: break. Yeah, they just hang around like they watch the teams huddle back up on the sideline and. Yeah. Like, well, in and warm-ups he hit from fifty-six yards with the wind <sighs> in his face.
3: Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, well, this is a this is 60 seconds BFD.
2: Well, and, and even then I I I think even if they're not going to commercial, I think the the, the referees are like this will be a 30 second timeout. Like it's not even that yeah. big of a timeout. Uh whereas, you know, if they go to commercial break, then it's like two and a half minutes, right? So I well this one I kinda
3: I, I almost kinda like it because I need the breather sometimes during those during those uh,
2: instances. Mm. You know, I, I, I need the timeout. I need to collect myself. If 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 uh, Matt Campbell had called three consecutive timeouts before <laughs> Garibay kicked his 63-yarder, do you think it would have mattered? No. No. Would the game have gone just as long as it did? Yeah. Uh, because that's just, at, like, again, you're, you're shaving seconds at the end of a game. Like, the the point to make up time is going to be at the beginning of the game. Which I think is where uh, rule number two comes into effect. So I think both of us are, are in, in agreement there. Rule number one, outlawing consecutive timeouts, it, it's not going to do anything. Um, it, it will like, okay, sure, it, 30 seconds will shorten the game, maybe. I, well, don't even think, it, I don't even think consecutive timeouts happen even all that often. So I think most teams have used their multiple timeouts before you get to last second for field goals. But what were you going to say? Oh, nothing. Go Go ahead. Go ahead. Rule number two, not extending quarters. This rule makes it so that a first or third quarter would not be extended for an untimed down. If the quarter ends on a defensive penalty, in that case, the down will be clocked into the next quarter. Again, how often does this, happen? like that's even rarer, more rare than outlawing consecutive timeouts. Like it happens once a season for your team, maybe. And we're talking again, talking about 15, 20 seconds. You're worried about attention spans on a three and a half to four hour game, and we're like, guys, we figured it out. We're gonna take twenty seconds off the viewing experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: We're gonna we're gonna take a hair, a Hail Mary away from the viewers because yeah, viewers hate that. Because uh, obviously you <laughs> an exciting learn- just last ditch effort into the end zone to before you end the first. Or, or whatever quarter, yeah. It's it just. Well, actually, you're quarters. not going to do that in the first quarter because it might be second no. down. Who cares? You
2: would just take the next play into the next. Like, yeah, it's again. yeah. Oh, Stupid. sorry. Yep. All right, third one. Here's where it would change significantly. Yes, and it's it, it going to affect teams like Texas Tech. Running clock. According to this rule, the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down, except inside two minutes of a of a half. So. A lot like the National Football League running clock rules, uh, whereas you've seen college, you get a first down, the clock stops. Although even then, it's been kind of iffy, if and when that actually does stop. Yes, uh, I, and I, when I it know, starts, I know they, they've been they've been pushing lately to get the clock restarted very very quickly. Which I'm I've been okay with; it's been fine. Um, this one, there will be no clock stoppage after a first down to me, it didn't really make a lot of sense why that was that rule difference between college football and the NFL anyway. So like, I like, okay. Like we're, we're mirroring more of what uh, the NFL does. Then you get the college weird exception inside of two minutes at the end of a half. Okay. Like that kind of makes sense. Um, I guess. So I think this is where a lot of the time could be saved, at least in terms of affecting gameplay. Um, What I think you'll see, you'll see teams like Texas Tech have longer drives in terms of time of possession, Yes. even (laughs) though the number of plays may not change. Uh, Texas Tech may still go just as fast, but there will not be that, even that that few seconds of a break as the clock is stopped and restart uh, once they pick up a first down. Um, So yeah, you'll get maybe affect like number of possessions per game affected. Um depends on like how many first downs you pick up on a draw like like the biggest impact will be on the methodical drives where you have like 17 plays and like you'll go 90 yards and pick up eight first downs. Right. That would have had a bunch of those I wouldn't call minuscule or microscopic, but like one of those like just those short stoppages in the clock eight times on a drive. Whereas now like that six minute drive, maybe eight minutes. Cause the clock just doesn't, doesn't stop and you will have run the same number of plays and you will have been on the field the same, same amount of time of real time, but game time will, will be eaten up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I think this one has a, I, o- has the opportunity to make an impact. But again, like I think people that are in the know will say like you need to shorten media breaks. Like if you if you're if you're really interested well, in yeah. the length of the game, it needs to be like okay, we'll do fewer media breaks or shorter media breaks. Uh, but that's what pays the bills and that's what makes all the money. So they're not interested in doing that. We're gonna we're gonna legislate changes in the game that will very have very minimal impact on what we say we want to do, uh, but we're gonna do it anyways. I think this will have quite a bit of
3: an impact, and and I go back to. You think about Kingsbury, uh, how many times there was a three and out and they were all three running, I mean, uh, all three throws or something. Um, oh, well, you know what? I'm I'm an idiot. I'm not thinking about. It wouldn't
2: affect that, though.
3: So the clock will. Well, is there a rule where the clock will continue to run on an incompletion? That's not a thing, is it? No. No, it wouldn't affect that. I'm sorry. Yeah, this is not going to really change things as much as I thought it was going to. But, but yeah, like you said, you know, I think this came up last year at some point. Hang on. I got to sneeze.
4: Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital.
5: hit
3: that mute button just in time okay this came up on uh last season and i think i timed it because someone in the athletic had made a big article about this and you know media companies were supposed to only have x amount of commercial breaks per quarter and it was almost like 25 percent more than what they were supposed to have And I forgot what that number was. It was like three per quarter. And then you'd look up and you'd have eight commercial breaks in the first half of the game. And you weren't supposed to have that many. And they're all two and a half minutes or two minutes and 35 seconds or whatever. And so then you go, okay, well, holy crap, there's 20 minutes. There's 40 minutes. Boom, boom, right there. Now, they they are very quick to sh- point out, well, but the length of the game is what we're trying to shorten because it's three hours and something. And it, Yeah, yeah, okay, I get that. But then it's 40 minutes of commercials on top of that. And like you said, they're not going to change that. I mean, if, if they could do some sort of... And I think they're getting a little bit better about it, but I don't think they're replacing anything. I think they're just doing it in addition to stuff where they have the split screen yeah. thing or, you know, hey, here's kind of a little ad going while while we're showing the kickoff uh, or whatever. It, you know, the, they're, they're trying to do that a little bit more, but I don't th- think it's replacing the commercial breaks. It's just more commercials. And it's it's Mm -hmm. harder to swallow when it's when you're paying for ESPN Plus every month, on top of paying for ESPN, the ESPN family of networks every month on whoever your streaming and or cable provider is. So they're already getting all of that money from the subscribers. I I don't. And then whether you watch the amount of eyeballs watching college, yeah, the amount of eyeballs watching college football is just continuing to go up.
2: But yeah, I, I we got to sell some coyote tractors, I guess. I don't know. The other thing that they that they could crack down on is length of replays and reviews. Like, I understand. Like, if we're if we're yeah. getting to the point where figure we want that to, shit out, where we want to make the right call and make it make it correct and, and or fix something. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I I think I think when they they initially rolled this out whether it was NFL or college and this, this could have been 20, 25 years ago at this point, they said like the review process will take no longer than 90 seconds. Like if there's not a, if there's not a decision rendered within 90 seconds, like we're just going to move on. That's out the window. Cause there are times of like you get several long, several minutes long reviews and they come back like, well, it was inconclusive. It's like, yeah, well, great. Awesome. I'm glad we spent all this time to figure out that nothing's going to change. Which reminds me of something else. I have a pet peeve of, and I don't understand why, why we haven't fixed this or figured this out yet. And this goes to to the production teams, the broadcast teams. We've, we've seen it a lot in baseball. You've got four or five cameras on a broadcast for a baseball game. Why is every single camera following the runner to first base? Why? If you need a review of a, of a play at first base, you don't need the camera, the 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 shot blurred because the camera's swinging the whole time. Like, get like designate two cameras from a couple different angles for whatever base because you're gonna need to trade off. Like, okay, if there's gonna be a play at first, we need at least one camera, at least one, probably from, you know, the the third base dugout area. Trained on the bag and not moving because you know how many replays are affected by like, well, you couldn't really tell like when his foot hit the bag and the ball was coming into the, the mitt because the camera was blurry because it was following the runner. I don't need to see the runner picking his feet up and putting him down. I need to see if that last step hits the bag before the ball gets there. And I can't see it if the, if the shot is blurred because he was sweeping the camera. Let's figure this shit out. Should be like a pylon cam, but it's just it's just for the first base. You need like a like a microphone in the bag so you can hear when the foot hits there. <laughs> time the spike up of of when of when the the foot hits to um the camera. Like you, we, we've got we've got the technology here to figure this out, but we're we're dealing in, in the dark ages of like camera operations, and I I understand like. Maybe, maybe at the regionals, like you're starting to get more, more professional production crews out there. Understand like regular season stuff. You're dealing with students. Right. But again, as the director, who is a professional that works at the networks, like go to your camera operators and be like, okay, third base camera. Well, you are going to be like, don't follow the runner. Don't, don't care. We literally don't care to watch the runner moving up the baseline. I'll, we need to see the bag. I don't know. It's a huge pet peeve of mine. Review process in general couldn't really expedite the games. Um,
3: Hash, so. Hashtag show me the bag. Show, show me, me the, the bag. bag. Let's get this trending on
2: Twitter. I just i i can't i I hate it, Michael. I'm I'm I know I know. I hate I hate baseball reviews, especially close plays at first. Because the cameras are always moving. The, there, there are ways to fix this people. I'm, I'm not a production genius. And that, so may, maybe, maybe there's something that's, that's, that's there. That's, that's um, keeping this from happening. But like you, you have the possibility to shoot at a higher frame rate, slow motion, all this kind of stuff and not have a blurry image because you were panning with the runner. I literally couldn't care less about seeing the runner. I need to see the bag. I need to see the bag. Show me the bag. Show me the bag. Because you know what? One more thing. As an umpire, you know what we're trained to do? you look at the bag. You look at the bag. You listen <laughs> for the catch. You look at the bag. You listen for the catch. And then you replay it in your mind. Which one happened first? Did the foot hit the bag? Like, did you see the foot and then hear the catch? Or did you hear the catch then see the foot? That, that determines safer out. Let's institute that into how we work the cameras, okay? One, it's going to help out when the umpires need to review something. Two, it's going to help out when everybody else needs, wants to watch it too. Like, I'd love to be able to tell if um, if Gavin Cash, Stretch, made, made a difference on, on, on getting that runner out at first. But uh, couldn't tell because
1: the shot was blurry. Hate it, hate it, Michael. Let's move on. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend JJ Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league.
2: Let's wrap this up. Fair enough. We, Fair we get enough. to two things: um, baseball movies or the Matadors. First, don't you pick? Of, I'm thinking. Let's let's do
3: Matadors first. Okay, they because, are back in season. Uh, th- yes, and I got to go to my second Matadors game of the year. Quite enjoyed it. They're doing really well too. I think they've won every game and tied one I may be mixing that up but uh, the second the game we went to they played I think it was the Central Texas Coyotes on the 10th That was they won 3-0 3-0 three, three nil. Three nil. it was a wonderful match I was kind of worried about there being mosquitoes because mosquitoes have been a, a menace here Yeah, but have. there were gnats the size of mosquitoes that was the only thing because I kept swatting at things like, "Oh no, it's another," mo- "Oh, it's a gnat." My God, that's a huge gnat! So you know, we've got those now too, which
2: is saying something. Because we've but, had some massive mosquitoes in our area too. Yes, yes, we have. But I,
3: I mean, it's it's just a fun thing to go do. It's um, it's at Lubbock Cooper this year. Parking is pretty easy um you know the the matches start between 7 30 and 8 they had whataburger was there this time so i got some free swag i got a one of the tabletop things it's got mm. a, nice. no they didn't have a koozie but they had the tabletop thing with a um, 23 on one side and then a matador logo on the other it's and perfect. i got one of those like cooling towels it's bright right <laughs> I'm excited. I want to go. And sunglasses, got a. I got a pair of sunglasses. So there, there's always you know kind of some giveaways and stuff going on, and really good family atmosphere. Tickets are ten bucks for kids, twelve bucks for adults. It's exciting. I mean, it's it's grown men out there playing soccer, and they're very fast, and they're very good with the ball. Um, you know, passing behind to teammates and, you know, no-look passes. And uh, the keeper for the Matadors is really pretty special. The last game we went to, he didn't have to do much. But the first game we went to, I forget who they played, but he had seven or eight saves. I mean, the, the guy was all over the place. And then so uh, I'm last, looking- last game, there was a guy that kicked one in from – I have no other way to say it, but it was from the 20-yard line. And, I mean, that's – that's a stretch. And that was at like the 89th minute. So it was right at the very end of the game. They had, they got their third goal. The Matadors did.
2: A lot of fun. The, uh, the schedule is actually interesting. They, they, they go two home, two away, two home, two away, two home, two away. Uh, the 10th was the fourth of their home games this season. They'll have two more home games. I've got uh, the next two games, the 15th. So uh, what is that? Thursday and then Saturday. They're on the road and they're back home the 22nd. Versus Laredo Heat. And then home again. One more on the 28th. Versus Austin United FC. So you got a couple more chances to catch a Matadors match here in town. Uh, the 22nd and the 28th. So. We have to do yeah. That.
3: We did a, a couple of other things on. They have, a, they have like a block party that they have. Mm-hmm. Usually two and a half or so hours before. First, what's it called? First, First touch. touch. Mm-hmm. So uh, to, you know, five ish, five thirty ish, and it's just west of of the campus because they have to close down what's basically, if I think it's Avenue P, whatever it is out there at Woodrow Road. It's a county road out there, but um, so they close it down, just right next to the baseball fields. And two docks is out there. You get a bracelet for 10 bucks and then you can have as many beers as you want during that time. So, you know, obviously the, the goal is for people to not get, I know, the goal is for people to not get sloshed, still have a good time, but uh, you pay your 10 bucks for your little bracelet and then you just walk over and they'll give you a beer. They don't ask any more questions after that. And There's live music and there's food trucks and there's also food trucks at the stadium during the game. And Riversmiths has their own thing going during the game every week. Um man, it's just fun. It's just a it's just a fun thing to check out during the summer, especially with the nice nicer weather we've been having lately now, you know. It's about to get once hot. it's hundred and four, eventually, yeah, it's gonna be freaking warm at at eight o'clock at night still. But uh it, it's still worth it's still worth it. A lot of fun. We meant to go, and the only reason I'm talking about it so much is because we really wanted to go last year, and it just never worked out for us. We had way Same. too much personal stuff going on, so we we missed all the ones at Lowry Field. So I don't have a real comparison or anything. So the these are the only two that I've been to here at, and and um, not a sponsor of our show, but a sponsor of the Gaucho's. You can go to Cardinals and get yourself fitted up with. All the Matador gear you need, the kit, or buy it at the
2: games. Yeah. Um, unrelated to the Matadors, we 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 have a. Samantha had this idea to make it like a summer bucket list of just all the things that we want to do over the summer uh, to get it on paper so we can plan out all the fun things we want to do. I threw go to a baseball game in there, and we were looking at weekends to go out to Dallas to watch the Rangers play because uh, I can't get them on TV. I don't, Valley sports sucks. <laughs> F <laughs> off.
3: You got to drive to. <laughs> Arlington to watch the Rangers.
2: Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna drive. uh It was actually down to driving to Amarillo or Midland to go watch uh the Sod Poodles or the Rock Hounds. Uh, I think we set. Nice. I, think we're, I, think we're, I think we're. I think we're headed down to Midland because um it's just as far. But the way the stadium sets up, actually, our seats that we wanted to get on first base side will be in the shade, where the sun would be behind us, whereas in Amarillo we would have had to be on the right field berm in the sun the entire time uh, and for kids that would mm. be just even more miserable so we're gonna go we're gonna check out the rockhounds and the Corpus Christi hooks in a couple weeks but may have to maybe add. they'll wear
3: their Whataburger gear
2: that's probably like a home only but I don't know we'll see oh I, um, yeah that makes sense but Whataburger travels they always say <laughs> that may need to add the Matadors to the list of things we need to check check out so speaking of checking out let's wrap this up talk about baseball movies michael you've got a handful number of movies here you want to go see or you want to pop into the old uh vcr you're looking for order recommendations (laughs) yeah
3: yeah well okay i have i have a really long list the vcr thing got me (laughs) i have a really long list of baseball movies that i need to watch and I, I need y'all's help. So probably when we post this episode, hopefully I'll remember to put up a Twitter poll. But I'm narrowing it down to three just to get me started. So sure. of these three, which should I watch first? Keep in mind, I haven't watched any of them ever. Should I watch Moneyball, The Natural, or The Rookie first? And, and of course, you have a vote. You have a vote, Spencer. Of Just cold turkey uh, off those three, which which should I watch first?
2: All right, so they're, they're th- obviously three very different baseball movies. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, this is. I know. Um, I'm just trying to. The, uh, the part of me that absolutely just loves the game of baseball uh, is going to take you to watch The Natural first because it's just, it's one of those, like, makes you feel romantic about baseball. One of those types of experiences where, like, Moneyball is like, it's fascinating. Um, it's insightful. Like you, you can learn something and like just kind of get a, a, a view into how operations are run. Same way you could kind of see that dramatized, obviously, like you saw with draft day for football, but those are two very different baseball experiences. The rookie, um, I would probably, I don't know. So natural first, obviously rookie second. Again, you're playing off the the more romantic side of baseball because obviously you're going to get like the high school teacher, former player that uh, then goes on to to to, to try out for the team, um, ends up making the, the, the Texas minor angle. Yeah, he's from Big Lake, uh, makes the the team, gets his debut at the the ballpark in Arlington. Um, so there's there's all that all that good stuff, um, feel good movie, and then. Moneyball is a little bit different, but so I, I would go natural rookie Moneyball. That's my that's okay. my input.
3: Well, you know, I realized before we record our next episode, I need to put that poll up before this episode comes out, so that sure. I will be able to talk about. So I'm working on that. I'm working on that right now. So we'll we'll see we'll see what the people say. We'll, we'll pulse the people, as friend of the show Rob Bro, Rob Bro would say. Hey, and speaking of, I parked next to him at the Matadors game. I felt like royalty.
2: There you go. Well, just out of curiosity, I was backing
3: into my spot. I was like, I recognize this beautiful truck. That's Rob what, Bro's truck.
2: What other baseball movies do you have on on tap for the the summer? Do you have like oh my Field Gosh. of Dreams for Love of the Game? Or,
3: yeah, well, or I what mean, are you looking at? Okay, let's be realistic. I'm not going to see all these. I'm not going to see all these this summer, but I'm just going to rattle them off. This is everything I have on my list. That and some of these I've seen, but very few. Here we go Sandlot, the rookie field of dreams 42, mm-hmm. Moneyball, the bench warmers, the natural <laughs> summer catch, angels in the outfield for the love of the game, Cobb, Bull Durham, bad news bears. Major League, Mister Three Thousand, Rookie of the Year, sixty-one, and Battered Bastards of Baseball, which is a documentary. So that's that's okay. a slight slightly different category. Trouble. So with there's Kirk. no way I'm going to do this.
2: Oh shoot, man. Okay. Let me add that. That that again. It was like more on the uh, on the logistics and operational side because you're you're looking at like from the the perspective of a scout. Um. So, like, think like Moneyball type. Like, there is some baseball action in the movie, um, and there is, you know, stuff like that. But it's it's less game action. Like, 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 uh, for love of the game, has a lot of game action in it, right? Um.
3: Anyways, man, I accidentally completed them all. I have it on a to do list. The other thing I was gonna. I need to add a league of their own, even though I've seen that one, but you mentioned that on our last episode, and I was like, oh man, I forgot to I need to I need of, to see that one again. It's been a long time.
2: A lot of game action in that one too. There's no crying in baseball. That's right. Um whereas like for for uh Field of Dreams, very little baseball action. We're gonna win.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Field of Dreams is more about the historical mythical aspect of baseball i guess
2: also the like if if, if they if they make it a, like a, a regular annual thing the field of dreams game in the summer it's fantastic especially that first one with the Yankees, oh, where they were just blasting home runs into the corn i was freaking fantastic like they yeah. couldn't have asked for a better way to to kick off like we're gonna do the, the field of Dreams game field of, field of dreams game with that one um anyways best of luck on your adventure I, I love it I love baseball movies um, I love baseball let's just let's be honest <laughs> so alright that'll do it we, that'll do it for us we were talking about having these be a little bit shorter um, may or may not have, have succeeded there I mean obviously less than our, our usual episode but we talked about America uh, taking on Lamar, and they should just have a NASCAR piece in all those races um The rules updates for 2023 for football may or may not have any kind of impact. Beloved Matadors, I I think we both need to get out to another game. You've already been. I want to go some more in baseball movies. So For Michael, I'm Spencer. I'll catch you guys next time.
1: Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast. Help us out by subscribing, rating the show, and leaving a review. Follow us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. Be sure to catch the next episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.